Day 4,926 of the quarantine. Nick went out for milk like two weeks ago and I haven't seen him since. People are stealing butter and vodka. Somehow getting murdered even though we're supposed to be under curfew. Many people owe the government thousands and thousands upon dollars. I've resorted to eating the cat. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm here. Alone. Withering away. Gone through all of my letters. I haven't heard from any of my friends in years. I feel that all is lost. Hey, Dad. What's up? Oh, hey. When did you get back? Um, what's wrong with you? <laughs> There's a locker on with you, you know. Alright, folks. Welcome to another episode of Dream Age, where every age is a good age to dream. I'm, uh, your humble, your humble cabana boy, Nick, here to please and clean your pool and occupy your cabana. We don't have either of those things. That's because it's not for you, but it's for everyone else. Oh. Woman? Great. And I'm here with the, uh, slowly but surely losing your mind tie. I think I lost that ages ago. Boy, you still obviously got something left to lose. I'm good at pretending. <laughs> okay. Alright, uh... So what's good with you? In the, uh... Actually... I'm gonna start this bit off. So, they're gonna be... So... I know we normally talk about things, but... In last week's episode, on the last episode, we, um... That we posted, we said that we were gonna talk about, um... Characters. Like, yeah, flaws. And whatnot. Right. And we listed Sakura specifically. And we are gonna get to her, because she has a lot, and I mean a lot of jarring problems. Right? But and as a quick side note before we get into that, Bleach's final lock is gonna finish. I thought Bleach was done. No. Well, yes. Let me explain. The manga the manga is done. But the animes is just about to pick up on the final arc. Yeah, so... I still don't care. I mean, I... To me, I just want to finish it for for completion's sake. Just to see the final couple of fights in motion. That's pretty much it. Lost all my interest in Bleach. I feel like Bleach and Naruto kind of suffer from the same problem, where it's like... You have all of these characters with all awesome potential. But you focus on a select few... Which is fine, I suppose. But when certain side characters are getting more shine than people who are supposed to be reoccurring or main characters, maybe you need to reevaluate having so many characters in this one show. Well, who would be that side character in Arto? Well, well, I know there's a lot, but give me like, give me, give me, give me an idea of what you mean. Um, of who gets, I guess, a lot of attention. Yeah, as a side character. As a side character. Um. And not a supporting character. As a side character. I'm not going to edit out the silence, by the way. (laughs) I mean, okay. A side character would be someone like, what, Iruka-sensei. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't mean I don't mean characters like them who are supposed to just be 
I guess mentor roles and nothing else. <laughs> okay, so you mean, I mean the supporting characters? Rieger, yeah, supporting, the characters, supporting characters. And it's are like, more interesting. yeah, it's like you hand pick a few, and you give them background, you give them story, you give them development, and you just kind of say fuck the rest. To me, it almost feels as though why not do for as many as you could have done for the select few. It's almost like you can tell where most of the ideas were. And if that's the case, why not just have those characters? Because that's going to run on much longer. Like, you have to keep in mind that and the anime, like, it only... And they can, they can afford to flesh things out by having fillers and stuff like that. But in the manga, they don't really, they don't really have that much leeway. They might have maybe... Uh, a chapter like 55.5 where they like have gags or something like that or they may have like a little quick excerpt about characters or whatnot mm-hmm. but that isn't to say that it's that important I... or maybe there's but due to time constraints they can't flesh it out as much as they wanted to and you know what i'm fine with that but it's almost as if <clears throat> take a character right mm-hmm. take them out of the story mm-hmm if that made absolutely no difference at all, them not being there, then they shouldn't be there. Mm, I can agree. I can agree well, with that. Definitely. Like, the Rookie Nine, for example. I had my issues with the Rookie Nine from the very beginning. Um, I, I have no issues with the setup, where it's two Shinobi, one Kunoichi. Cool. Awesome. You gotta have a girl around for, like, Seduction missions, I guess. You mean medicine? I mean, that's what they were there for. Show me where Tenten know a shit about medicine. <laughs> and I love Tenten. I love me some Tenten. In fact, Team Guy is the best. I said it. Just because we didn't see it, it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Tento- yes, she gave Naruto the medicine that one time. There T- you go. Tenten will be more likely to put Sorry, you in the hospital than to heal you. I was another game. No, I the medicine one. Night. Looking for the medicine. Oh, that's a kunai. Oh, that's a sword. Oh, that's a bomb. Oh, that's a log. Uh, maybe you should go to soccer for medicine. I guess I'm really not the best for for that. But if you think of, of the rookie nine as a whole, I love Team Guy. They had really good. They had a really good dynamic. They were interesting, and it wasn't just. Uh, two guys, girl. And it, it gave us one of the most badass characters of all time. Rock Lee. Like, he is one of my favorite characters. My boy ain't got no ninjutsu. None. Yes, he does. He would still beat a nigga ass. He does know a jutsu. Cut your ass, no jutsu. <laughs> okay. Catch these legs, no jutsu. <laughs> Rock Lee said his, heart, his hands aren't rated R. They're rated Eve. For everybody. Right, well. But to just to kind of wrap up what I was saying, with the Rookie Nine, I can think of a couple characters offhand that really didn't need to be there. Eno was one. I just, I just feel as though Eno was Sakura but blonde. <laughs> okay. I'm um, glad you, made, you mentioned that. I'm going to bring it up here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Kiba, I I like Kiba as a character. I like his design. I like his thing. 
But what is he other than his thing? Same thing with Shino. What is he other than his thing? Like, did you just need to fill space in order to do this exam? Because, truthfully, you could have just, like, minimized the amount of characters that you had. Could have been, like, the rookie six or some shit. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Well, I guess team guy didn't even count as rookies because they did this before. And they were technically the oldest. No, they didn't do it before. They skipped one year. They didn't go for a year. Hmm. So... I don't know. Like, Naruto had so many characters, and I kind of feel as though a lot of them got put on the back burner. Like, you know, for the longest time, I totally forgot Hanabi existed. I said she wasn't born. I legit was like, oh shit, you got a sister, right? She was mostly for mentioning. But, um, the most I'll say about it all is that if you only have so many characters and the only reason why they're in the story is because they're relevant they sometimes they don't really build up for anything for instance um for the rookie nine and for the inoshika show team in particular the whole thing with asuma like asuma was a mentor and a father figure for them yeah they have their respective parents and whatnot and they have all their skills and trademarks that they've gained from their parents, which is all going to be good. But Asuma was, like, their thing. That was, like, he was, like, like I said, he was, like, a father for them. Like, almost a, if, if I can't say as much of his father, he was a big brother for them. Mm-hmm. You know, all of them looked up to him. So when he died, that actually had an emotional impact on the story. Because they're out for revenge. Their team is out for revenge. And everyone knows they're out for revenge. And they want to stop them from actually going and potentially getting themselves killed. Mm. So they made one of the supporting characters, Kakashi, go out there and do it. Go out there and actually aid them. Okay. So think of it like this. If they didn't... If you don't have some of these characters that you may feel are relevant, but they do impact the story in some way, if you just take them out, you're just left with the main story. There's nothing else. And if anybody who's anybody who's played any RPG, we all know where the bulk of the story is. <laughs> in the fucking side, side quests. Quest. That's where the bulk of the game is. And you know what? I I get that. But taking that, taking that notion with with Asuma, right? Because I kind of feel as though Asuma didn't really get any spotlight until around that time where, you know, you know, he got offed. Sad to say. But it's like, take that exact same scenario, but use Team Guy. Like, how how awful do you think it would have been if Guy died instead of Asuma? Pretty bad. Exactly. And Lee, on his own, would have just been tearing through villages. <laughs> and and to me, that's because they put a lot of emphasis on Lee and Guy's relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, that ain't he daddy, but that's his daddy. <laughs> Essentially. But, and it's not just like I guess blatant favoritism, even though Lee was essentially his pupil, mm-hmm. his personal pupil. He loved his entire team. Mm-hmm. Like I, he would show Neji the amount of affection he showed Lee if he would let him, but he wouldn't let him. Well, there you <laughs> go. Because it's Neji. <laughs> Neji was emotionally constipated. Hey man, he had ten for that. He's emotionally constipated. He did better, and then Neji died. 
Which like, still, back which, to your which, thing which, before we get segmented. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't like it when stories do this kind of emotional once-off where it's like, okay, we haven't done anything with these group of characters in a little bit, so let's put them in a scenario. Yeah? Yeah. You could have done that with anybody else. <laughs> but they did. They did the same exact thing with Jiraiya. But why? Story needs to move along. Think of it like this. If every every story needs some sort of conflict, some sort of drama, something to actually put a wedge in plans. If everything goes smoothly, then why are you here? Your character is a Mary Sue. Nobody likes Mary Sue's. Not even Mary Sue knows that she doesn't like herself yet. That's how much of a Mary Sue she is. <laughs> but that's just it. If everything just goes as planned and there's no drama, there's no conflict, then what's the point? Like, if everything just goes as planned, then what's the point in really preparing for everything? There's none. And that just goes to show that you can't prepare. You can try, but you cannot prepare for everything. That's well. Because um, with the whole awesome thing, um, yeah. The same thing, that's the reason why um, when you brought up um, Guy and Rock Lee, awesome was that for, um, good lord, what's his name? Shikamaru. Shikamaru, yeah. yeah. Like, they like they bonded, like, everybody in the team was a team, but they had that personal bond that everyone else didn't get. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why he felt it stronger than everyone else. Yeah. You could you could tell, but what, I was, what I'm getting at is, if you have this thing, mm-hmm. if you have this relationship slash archetype with a particular set of characters already... Mm-hmm. Why do it multiple times with different characters? Because you have, from the beginning of Naruto, they kind of established that Iruka was basically like a dad to Naruto. And then... That more like a big brother. Yeah, it's a sub. <laughs> and, <laughs> then, and then that relationship got passed to Kakashi. And then that relationship got passed to Jiraiya. And then you have Guy and Lee. You have Asuma and Shikamaru. It's like... It's a little bit too much. <laughs> like, I get it with the main character because he's the main character. He actually has no parents. Okay. So, it would make sense that he, like, he bonds to the first male figure that shows him any sort of attention. Mm-hmm. Like, that's cool. That works for Naruto. But oh, everybody right. else, though. <laughs> it's think? the same thing with Lee. Like, we don't know if Lee have parents. As far as we know, Lee has been around Guy from when he was a little kid. Yeah. Like, this nigga had a ponytail and he's like f that that bowl haircut that rocks i'm gonna do that too (laughs) so with lee and guy okay yeah shikamaru don't you have parents (laughs) like what what and i'm not i'm not saying you can't have relationships with people outside of your actual parents I, i would never say that but when the same relationship feels like it's being done again and again and again with different characters it just kind of gets too much, at least for me, personally. Okay. I feel you, because I was going to dispute that, but then, like you said, that's for you. For me, I feel, I don't personally feel like there's anything wrong with it, because that's just how people are in real life. Like, you tend to cling to a person. Yeah, you might have parents, but if somebody you feel like you connect to on that level, you're going to want to be around them. Yeah. You're going to want to emulate them. Definitely. So. I, I, I can I can see where you're coming from with that where um, it's pretty much watch, rinse, and repeat mm-hmm. for certain characters and certain archetypes so 
Mm. Um, if you're doing it so much, then what's the point in doing it? As opposed to just having it for that one special relationship. But at the same time, I feel like in real life, we do tend to like gravitate towards people like that. Definitely. Like I, I know personally, like taking in my real life into account, I gravitate towards um, guys. And I tend to treat, they tend to treat me like a little sister almost. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I wouldn't force it on any guy that I meet, but it's just like, it's just a thing that I realize happens just naturally if I'm around somebody long, long enough. Yeah, you develop that friendship, you develop that bond. There's nothing you can do about it. You're human. We, we crave other people's affection and attention, yeah. even if we don't seek it. Yeah, but in terms of like a story, you kind of run the risk of of minimizing the emotion behind that relationship if that makes sense to kind of um to use full metal as an example full metal alchemist has a, a wide group of characters i would say but i can't think of any character at least in the core group that i didn't like or don't remember like even if they were just there once and it's kind of like if you keep that if you keep the sentiment as i guess condensed as much as you can just by streamlining the story you wouldn't run the risk of what to me bleach and naruto did where you have a bunch of awesome characters and you as an audience member it's like hey I like that character in particular i can't wait to learn about that one like how we learned about everybody else and then you don't <laughs> because they don't have time and that's just the god on a shoot they don't have time like this person this character was just here as filler space because xyz <laughs> sorry you don't get to learn about the big boobied character in the background okay well i'll hit you with this one i'll hit you with this as an argument so hmm. that- would you just draw characters who are supposed to be in the foreground as bland as possible? The bare minimum? No. No. There you go. <laughs> like, even despite the fact of whether or not you might want a character to be in the foreground and you want them to be as appealing as possible, the thing about these mangas are that they're eye candy. Like, you can't have... I'm going to say you can't have people don't gravitate towards things that don't catch them. Like, if a character catches you, and maybe they're a once-off character, if the character catches you, they're there to catch you. That was their purpose. Mm. Maybe this this character in particular might not be in the story later on, but a character who might have the similar look or the similar archetype might be. Tell me what was the name of the three sound ninjas that attacked um, Sasuke inside the forest. Huh? Exactly. Jokes. <laughs> Can't remember their names to save their lives. <laughs> but they they were there to serve a purpose. For me, the guy who had the who had the whole sound thing, I thought he was really cool. I thought he was really cool. But he got off. And you know the reason why he was off? The thing was is that they built this archetype that out of the three of them, he is the bottom he is the worst of them. He is the strongest one in all of the all of the three. Hmm. But someone else is stronger than him. So that should tell you that this new person who was coming along, you shouldn't mess with him. But that's the purpose of these characters. They're not, yeah, they may be cool in their aesthetics, and yeah, they may be appealing, and yeah, you might want to know more about them. But at the same time, when you go back to it, they only serve the purpose there to move the story along. 
to introduce another character, mm. maybe. Yeah. Stuff like that happens. That's true. Because I'll hit you with this. Huh. Sorry to cut you off, but I'll hit you with this. Take Mustang's crew out of the thing. And streamline and streamline the story. Boy, like you, you can't, you, you can't. can't do that. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You could take Freeman out, and you could take Braid out. Because anybody could have gone to Briggs, Fort Briggs. Anybody could have gone to Fort Briggs, and anybody could have tell um, Fira Bartley's wife what happened. Anybody could have told them that. Anybody. Because don't forget, they they set up a coup. Yeah. And anybody could have passed on the information. That's true. Anybody could have. Why these particular characters? Why? Because you've developed a relationship with them. No matter how little screen time they've gotten so far mm. up until that point. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> Shout out, Persian. I mean, sorry, folks. Persian wants to... She wants to join the podcast. No. You can't join the podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> this cat. Um, okay, I'll give you that. It's just... I don't know. It's not for you. I get it. Yeah, it's... Too many characters is just really, really not for me. And I'm not, I'm not saying this is like a personal bias because I tend to, I tend to like characters that don't really end up getting that much screen time or explanation or, or that kind of thing. Like, Tenden is one of them. It's kind of like, she is the girl of team guy. And she got she got a bit of the shaft in my opinion. No, she got a fan in the back. That is it is very shaft shaped, yes. Okay. <laughs> because her fight with Tamari was I wouldn't say embarrassing. That was an, because, that was a one sided fight. Because I've never seen one. Because I I I kind of feel like that was the point. You wanted to let people know that these sand ninjas don't play. Like, we already got the idea from Gara just looking at him. It's like, yeah, not that one. He's I don't know creepy. why, but not that one. He's the creepy one. <laughs> but it's like, with Tamari, it's like, okay, she's, she's a pretty boss. This is cool. But then at this point, you've already built up that in all of Team Guy, Tenten can keep up with Neji of all people. Like, she spars with Neji on a regular basis. So, with her fight with Tamari, it was basically like a bad game of Rock, Paper, Scissors. Listen. And she picked Rock, and she lost. That's pretty much it. So, like, she 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 basically got a little bit of the soccer retreatment. It's like, oh, Tenten sucks because she lost to Tamari. And it's like, Really? That one fight that she was in, that I mean, labeled her as a sucky character? I mean, I don't think she sucks because, I mean, they kind of, that's the reason why I said the anime does a better job of fleshing out these characters because of the fillers. Yeah, we might hate fillers, but some of these fillers have some of the most iconic fights and some of the funniest things that we've ever seen. Yeah. When I've seen Neji eat the spicy curry <laughs> and he died. <laughs> like three times. But that's what I'm getting at. They did a lot of fillers with Team Guy and I appreciate all of them. <laughs> I really do. But it's kind of like people already had that notion in their head. That one fight with Damari just labeled Tenten as a bad character, period, the end. And it's like taking the other Kunoichis, for example, not Ino, Frigino. Uh, let's use Hinata okay. as an example. Mm-hmm. Hinata got her ass beat by Neji. Mm-hmm. Like, she ain't gonna do it no more. <laughs> yeah, she did. 
But at the same token, because the fight was one, emotional, two, it went on a lot longer, and three, you got to understand the background between both Neji and Hinata and why that relationship is the way it is. You wouldn't label Hinata a bad character because she lost to Neji. Oh no, she was labeled as a bad character for a while. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> the thing about it was was that I agree with you that you wouldn't label her as a bad character, but people did. Because it's kind of like, hey man, you have this whole emotional thing. You still lost. It's like, uh, big whoop. But that's just it. Like, it wasn't, I felt like the point of the fight wasn't meant for her to win physically. It mm. was meant for her to actually take something back emotionally. And that's what I think was, that's what she did. Yeah, like that was, that was the point of the fight. The point was she could stand up to Neji. She's not physically stronger than Neji. They've established that. Neji is supposed to be whole bodyguard, so of course he's supposed to be the stronger one. This man almost killed her. They're like, straight up. Even though she could have very well killed him back. Nope, she when, could not. When he wasn't looking. No, she could not. She had, that like, goes against her nature. Dad? Yeah, that curse seal on his head. I'm gonna need you to... Just... just can you? Please? Okay. <laughs> but that's not Hinata's character. The only reason I would ever label Hinata a quote-unquote bad character is because she's a she was a stereotype for the longest time okay no offense to the to the shy i can't talk to the boy i like japanese characters i'm not a fan okay i'm really not a fan (laughs) i mean she became more of an archetype when she got older but for me i felt like when she was younger (laughs) she she there was still room for development yeah and she did develop she really did. Boy, did she, <laughs> she developed in some in some very nice places. <laughs> okay. Why are you like this? <laughs> okay. But, um, and, and the same can kind of be said of of Lee. Yeah. You would never label Lee a bad character because he lost to Gara. That that fight with him and Gara was probably one of the best turning points of Naruto that like in history. Like you could still watch that fight and just be like, boy. <laughs> I think the reason why that <laughs> fight was so good was because there wasn't much emotion for it. It was just legitimately a battle of wills. Yeah. Because the thing is, Gara has already at this point proven himself to be a freaking angel. Going against this guy who is, for all intents and purposes, a lousy ninja. Because he had no ninjutsu. He doesn't have the basic thing required to be a ninja. How is he a ninja? How can he win against a ninja... That obviously has some weirdness going on. I'm going to punch him in the face. He dropped them weights and that was that. (laughs) That's what he did. He dropped the weights and then he punched him in the face. And Lee is a very good example of where hard work can, can get you places. Like, it's not all about just being a main character and having, having the plot armor to protect you all of the time. But yeah, Lee still lost because he was meant to lose that fight. But I guarantee you, you respected him after that fight, even though he lost. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Naruto himself pointed it out. Like, like you said, like you said, um, Lee said, like Lee is a archetype. Well, not really archetype, but Lee worked hard for what he got. He worked to he worked his ass off to get to the point where he is where he was at that point in the story. And Naruto pointed out was like. When Sasuke was like, man, shut up. And it's like, did you see his hands? It's like, his hands was covered in cuts and bruises. It's like, he must have trained like crazy to get to the point. Whereas, you just have raw talent. 
You don't really have much to speak for yourself compared to him. Agreed. And that's the thing. But you... all in all, I I really do I really did enjoy this fight because it was really it was really good. It and that's what I kind of mean where the character cluster kind of comes in because you have all of these characters, and in a way, I know it's unfair to to the creator, but in a way, it's almost it's almost as if you're in awe of the portrayal of these particular characters that you obviously put all of your heart and soul into, like a character like Lee, is is like one in a million. Like mm, he's more common than you think in certain battle. Um, in, 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 yeah. yeah, in terms of like, we use the word archetype a lot, but I guess yeah. I guess that's what it is. But for some reason, it's like you can empathize with Lee on a personal level of almost feeling as though you're behind at the starting line for something that I could not control. So what do you have to do? Run twice as fast as everybody else to either catch up or surpass them. That's really good character writing. So what happened to you, Sakura? (laughs) What happened to you? Who was supposed to be a, and I quote, main character. All right. What happened there? Now that we have come full circle back to Sakura. (laughs) I mean, let me let me open up a can of worms on this girl's ass. Oh boy! First and foremost, you dating you 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 phoning over some dude who literally doesn't even know you breathe way. <laughs> then you get in the team with him and the dude who you find annoying. The dude who you phoning over leaves over. You cry to the dude who who you know has a crush on you to go bring back. Your potential boyfriend. Your love interest. He don't even love you. Your love interest. Guy face is like, hey man, it's fine. You did your best. It's okay. It's like, well, fuck my field of soccer. But you know what? I still win a try because that's my boy, boy. That's my G. Fast forward a few years. You get a little stronger. You get a little taller. You're still flat as nine, boy. Yes, yes, I'm gonna say it. she's a flat nine, boy. And uh, I will admit to all the soccer fans of there who really do enjoy soccer as a character. Yes, she has her, she does have her good points. She is a very good medical ninja for what she's worth. She is hella strong, physically speaking. Emotionally, she more or less has her shit together now as an adult. <laughs> That's not a lot of things that most anime characters as adults can say. But let's talk about her flaws. Let's talk about her flaws. She makes very, very poor decisions. She is very emotional. She lets her emotions get in the way of a lot of the things. I'm not even going to say, oh, it's a woman thing. No, I'm not going to say that misogynistic. I'm just saying that her, she herself, made very bad decisions. For example... When they were, when um, the scouting team went to go pick up Sasuke after the whole um, Itachi Danzo fight, what what did everybody do? Everybody was still debating whether or not they should capture him slash kill him. Sakura's like, you know what? I don't want to burden anyone else with this anymore. I'll kill him myself. And what did she decide to do? Drunk everybody to knock them out. So she goes yep, off. Yep, I'll go kill Sasuke. <laughs> yep. So she goes, and she's like, I'm going to go kill him. She has to jump on him. 
She legitimately has the jump on Sasuke. This dude doesn't even know she's breathing. And she has a poison, a poisonous kunai that could kill him right then and there. But you know what? I love him. I love this man who punches me in the face. And you know what he does? Punches her in the face. <laughs> and the thing is, is that, yeah, I get that for Sakura is a very strong character. My issue with her is, is for all of her strength and all of her growth, she still is reliant on someone else to bat, to get a bailer out of a problem. But the whole pain fight, when the whole village was going to shit, she didn't call for the Hokage or whoever was there. You know what she called? Naruto's name. She called for Naruto to come there because the man is a miracle worker. The man works miracles. I don't know what type of Jesus juice this man got, but he got it. Uh, it's called uh, main character protection. You ain't lie about that. But I digress. The show is named after him. He's fine. I digress. She calls him. The man saves stuff. But you don't trust him to like make a decision uh, when it comes to your boy toy. To me, that's bad. That's that's to me that's bad writing because the thing about it is, is that the character progresses and then regresses. Yeah. What's the point in the growth? And here is where we come to the turning point of why Sakura is the way she is. Bad writing. Pretty much. When you have a creator that blatantly said, I didn't even want to make you, <laughs> what exactly do you expect to come from a character that has zero love put within them? <laughs> Listen, I don't even want to say she got the stepchild treatment. Stepchildren get more love than her. She <laughs> obviously got the middle child treatment. Like, think of Naruto for a second if you took, like, every Kunoichi out of it. Maybe not. Maybe not all of them. But, just just the young ones. But a, a vast majority of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Take away Sakura. Take away Ino. You can keep Hinata. You can keep Tenten because I'm biased. <laughs> okay. Hinata being the actual real love interest for Naruto. Because, no offense to, to Shonen. None, none at all, but... Some of y'all like to throw this word love around... And I'm really, really, really not feeling it. Like, Naruto said he loves Sakura. But why? Sakura yeah. says she loves Sasuke. But why? Because that's our baby daddy. That's our future baby daddy. You, we don't, we just didn't know it yet. You know, also said she loves Sasuke. But why? Because that's her potential future baby daddy. We just didn't know it yet. The only genuine love I felt coming from that whole show was Hinata's love for Naruto. Hey man, this girl was stalking she... this dude from since he was little kids. <laughs> she believed in him. Like, she saw something in him that she saw in herself. She connected to him in that way. She hated seeing him lonely. She hated seeing him hurting. Like, that, that right there, that's love. She was willing to get stabbed several times. I mean, she did. For him, exactly. That's what I was getting at. To me, that is as good a portrayal of love as you'll get in an action manga slash anime. But that whole dynamic with Team Kakashi was just, it was, it was grating to me sometimes. Because Sakura was unnecessarily mean to Naruto. Yeah, he's loud and he can be annoying, but he's trying his best. Alright? If you take Sakura out of Team Kakashi, 
it's almost like it would make zero difference. And it's just it's it's really really bad for her because she is out of all of the Kunoichis from the Rookie Nine, she is supposed to be the one you're behind. She is <laughs> she is supposed to be the uh, res- uh, uh, recycled is a bad word, but she is supposed to be the next Tsunade. Uh, you funny. <laughs> like from when I saw. Uh, the that team, Tsunade, Orochimaru, and Jiraiya, I was like, okay, this is what Team Kakashi is quote-unquote supposed to be like. Yeah, they are building up towards that. I, I really ain't getting that vibe from you, Sakura. So much so that they had to force you to go to Tsunade yourself and be like, hey, train me. Because I have no connection to you otherwise. That's re- <laughs> Wow, you know what? I never really made a connection. I never really thought about it like that. What do you mean? That she, like, because she wanted to get better, she went to Tsunade. She went to Tsunade, yeah. It's like, I felt like... She could have gone to anyone else. I don't know, because Naruto got that connection with Jiraiya. Uh, Orochimaru decided to rape Sasuke. Hey, man. (laughs) For some odd reason. It's not rape if Sasuke willingly goes. (laughs) Okay. And it's like, okay, those are those connections. How are we going to connect Sakura to Tsunade? Hmm. I mean, we could just... You just give her give her a two year power up on air. It's good. I guess, and it's like okay, all right, okay. I want to respect the decision that Sakura made to want to be a stronger ninja to not have to be dependent on her two teammates. I want to be happy for her for that decision, but I'm not. I don't care because the writer doesn't care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, hey man, I don't want you to know she brought a fish back to life. All right. Congrats. And it wasn't in water. <laughs> okay. Know how hard that is to do to get a fish to breathe in air? Like, on land? It's fucking hard. <laughs> and you know what? No, Virgin. That... You're not a fish. <laughs> for, for, the, for the longest time is what I had when I at least was still into Naruto. That's what I had to grapple with. Like, I want to like Sakura. I really want to like you. But I don't, and I don't know why. And it's only, like, in my adulthood, when I kind of left Naruto for a bit, and I started getting more behind the scenes of writing and the manga creations and all that stuff, I'm like, oh, you were never supposed to be here. Oh, now it makes sense why no one likes you. Oh. 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 Oh, no. Oh. This is the South Saga all over again. <laughs> Boy. Alright. I noticed you mentioned Bleach a few... Well, I brought up Bleach, but I want to... I, we can segue into this, because I felt like... In no way... Orihime, for everyone who knows Orihime <laughs> is the other one. Whereas Sakura is... Is the flat-chested tryhard. <laughs> Orihime is the big-breasted tryhard? No, she's a big-breasted... She's a big-breasted ditzy useless character. <laughs> See, I, I swear to you, I feel like every time, every time people would be like, oh, Orihime is such a good character. Oh, the story was so, you know, we wouldn't have had this without Orihime or the story couldn't have regressed without this point. Yes, yes it would have. Because Tide Kubo <laughs> could write anything and we'd still suck it up. Even without Orihime. I mean, to be fair... Doesn't that whole Orihime getting kidnapped to go to the Soul Society sound 
familiar? She was, I mean, she volunteered. Because it happened in season one with Rukia. <laughs> it was, it was a recycled plot. Hey, listen. In, in an attempt to kind of give Orihime something to do. And again, in all fairness to what goes on behind the scenes, he wanted to stop Bleach long before this happened. Listen. Long before that happened. Listen, my, for me, whenever I'm reading a long, um, a long-running manga, or I'm watching an anime based on a manga, the one thing that always would make me dislike a character is when I see character regression. Mm. I would, I always hate that, or even not, or not even regression, whereas, the character. Let's say the character is a silver spoon, mm-hmm. and the only thing you did was spray paint it gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks gold on the outside, but beneath it, you know it's actually silver. Ah, uh, it's still the same. It's the same shitty spoon. <laughs> spoon that you started with, and that's how I feel about Sakura and Orihime. Because with Orihime, we I, I I can't talk about Sakura no more. I I think I get myself upset. <laughs> with Orihime, just but, know it's not her fault. Yeah, mm, boy. Somebody had to make her. You know what? Mm. Boy, it takes real skill to make a character to be hated by. Yeah. It takes some real skills. It really does. Okay. <laughs> but for Orihime, what bugs me is, is that she tried to do the same thing Sakura did. This is what grated me about it so much, is that she wanted to do something to not... She wanted to no longer be a burden. Only for exactly Only what you did make you a burden. That made no sense. You don't want people coming there protecting you all the time. Yet here we have to come here to protect you from yourself. Like we put we put the safety the safety plastic on the scissors and you still manage to swallow the scissors. How the fuck you do that? How did you do that? How? It was noble. How did you even manage that? Like we tried to take the stupid like we really tried to make make it stupid proof and you still found a way to make it stupid. Because nothing is entirely stupid-proof, my love. Boy, it bugs me. It takes a special kind of stupid to get around stupid-proof. Boy. <laughs> and there will always be more stupid in the world I'm than there is logic. I'm the reason why we can't make stump, something stupid-proof because we're not entirely stupid ourselves. Uh, it's like, you have to be on that level of stupid and be like, oh, this is pretty stupid. You right, we should you know. stop this. It's like, you, be like, nah, you, I'm too smart. You, I wouldn't do this. <laughs> you as a sensible person just thinking, there's no way somebody would do that. Oh, oh I was wrong. I was so wrong. The character with the safety helmet in there, Craig wants to be like, hold my beer. <laughs> um, oh, man. I, just, just so you know, folks, no, uh, I'm not making a job for anybody who's mentally impaired. I'm not. It's just a joke. Um, I was never a fan of Orihime. Like, even before it was established that she would be one of those characters that became within the core character. Because, truthfully... I thought Tatsuki was going to be in the core character. I love Tatsuki. You hear me? Tatsuki's the best. Why? Because she... She fish you up. She had that relationship. She had that friendly relationship with Ichigo. And she can see ghosts. So I kind of thought that, okay, Tatsuki, I'm, I'm liking where this is going. And it's like, Orihime is supposed to be the... the I'm, I'm even confused, like... Are you supposed to be the love interest? Are you not supposed to be the love interest? Because Ichigo seems as though he likes literally everyone else more than you. Boy, <laughs> like, Mara Freeze. Like, like, oh my god. Like, I don't understand. Oh my god. 
like, wait, he can like a rock more than her, wait. Like, the, the many people who've been paired up with Ichigo before Orihime is like, I don't, why are you here? Please tell me. Yeah, because, in all, in all honesty, I thought Ichigo and Rukia were going to be a thing. I, the thing is, with Shonen... Uh, spoiler for any, so everybody who hasn't read the last arc, Ichigo and Rukia don't hook up. Yeah, I know. It hurts me too. I mean, I guess, but I always, I was always more of a Rukia and, oh my god, what is his name? Renji? Yeah. They have good chemistry. And incidentally, that's who hooks up. Yeah. I could see it, like, a mile away, <laughs> but... Yeah. And Byakuya is in love with himself. He's too fabulous. <laughs> do, do you see him? He's too fabulous. He's, he's a very pretty man, <laughs> but then again, most of the men in Bleach are pretty pretty. No, most of the characters... No, wait. You're right. Most of the men in Bleach are pretty. But all of the characters are, like, expressionless. Like, yeah, they- those... those uh, as... To, to put it the way a good friend of mine put it, way too many Sundaris in this one show. <laughs> way too many. But, you know what? Fine, fine. When the Soul Society arc started, I thought that was pretty badass. Yeah, it was, it like, was cool. I thought... I thought that was awesome, and I thought, okay, Bleach, all right, I see what you're doing. Let's go. Let's do it. Aizen, you son of a bitch. Yeah, buddy. And then it just, it just defeated Aizen, and then it just derailed. <laughs> my my thing is, like, honestly, felt like at the when when Ichigo defeated Aizen, and spoilers for anybody who didn't read it, well, you suck if you haven't read it at this point. It's been out for years now. <laughs> like, they show it on YouTube, like, just for fun. But anyways, I digress. Um, I felt like that would have been a fitting end for the series. That would have been a good end. Ichigo losing his powers. He can no longer see goat. He can no longer see spirits and whatnot. Everything in Soul Society is as it should be. Yep. That felt great. That would have been a good thing. Everybody would have had completing character arcs. Orihime would have been saved again. The world <laughs> is saved thanks to Captain Pop Ichigo. Girls. <laughs> oh, wait. Wrong show. Right? But nah. But then somebody said, hey, you know what would be a good idea? We give Ichigo powers again. And you know what else would be a good idea? Soul vampires. <laughs> no, that was the thing. That was, that was the filler. Oh, boy, those That fillers. was the filler. But oh, I oh did boy. not enjoy the bleach fillers. My oh God. Boy. The bleach fillers were not oh good. Whereas, whereas um, Naruto's bleach fillers were like hit or miss. They were funny. They were funny at the very <laughs> least. Bleach fillers were just miss. Straight up. The you only know, thing I like, give their fillers is is that their angels will fire. You don't like soul vampires? No. <laughs> fuck okay. no. I don't like soul vampires. Alright, alright. Okay. The tool. The tool. As, <laughs> as they call them. You gotta you gotta channel your inner Hispanic when you say these names. Hueco mundo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I think you spat on me a little bit. Alright. Uh again, one of those one of those characters examples of where a little is a lot to me. Uh, Soifon was one of my favorite characters in Bleach. Because they kind of built up that she was she was pretty badass. You know? And mm-hmm. her weapon was weird, slightly flawed. Weird. Just a little bit. But you know what? It was fine. She just got to stab you in that exact spot again. <laughs> and you'll die. Even though you're a soul. And should already be. Hey, souls can die. 
<laughs> we're not here to question the semantics of how a soul can die and how you can have a skid cloud in the, sh- sh- in sh- the sh- middle sh- of the sky. <laughs> okay. But we don't need to rile up a, a particular listener. <laughs> we don't need to rile up that particular listener. I'm sorry. Skid marks in the sky just don't make sense. Listen, listen. What's happening is is that uh, my key, I'm going to call it key. I know it's Reishi, but my ra- my key is rubbing up against the key in the air and there's friction and I'm using this to stop myself. And because there's so much friction, naturally there's going to be a little bit of heat. And because there's a little bit of heat, there's going to be smoke. Just ergo, the skid mark smokes in the air. I am by no means a scientist. Oh, you bringing science into I'm anime? Pre- I'm pretty sure that's not how science works. Oh, you bringing science into anime? Oh, boy. <laughs> then you really shouldn't be reading battle mangas. <laughs> there you go. They, right there. Right there. So I like Soifan, right? Soifan was pretty... I liked her character design. I liked her name. I thought that was pretty weird, but it's like... Is it soy fun? Is it soy thing? Is it, is it like... I thought it was a Chinese thing too. I thought it was soy fun. Like, people spell it differently. It's weird. Like, in some, it's soy fun. It's soy hyphen fun. It's soy thing. And it's like... Uh, okay. You're Asian. We get it. <laughs> but her relationship with Yoroichi was the thing. Hey, man. That was the most confusing born ever I had in years. <laughs> Listen, uh, you're Luigi, sexy cat lady. Sexy cat lady. It's like, as a cat, your voice is way too deep. But as a human... I have yet to understand what was the point of that. I, like, I, I don't know. I think it's was, just a throw us was, was, was Yoruichi really supposed to be male at first? But then it's like, hey, what if we turn this cat into a person? And what if we turn this cat into a black person and what if we turn this cat into a black female specifically let's do it hey man i blame the editor actually correction <laughs> correction i thank the editor for that decision <laughs> i love i also love your she's a pretty she's a pretty badass she, character believe it or not they're actually i think they're actually my two favorite characters i'm not too sure i think actually no grim joe is my favorite character but grim joe yeah <laughs> Um, it wasn't until Grim Joe came on the scene that he became my favorite character, but Yorichi was had, my favorite he character. He had some rockin' pants. Hey, man, I love <laughs> I, lo- I just love this general tune. His yeah. general attitude is what really drew me to him. It was like, it was was like Renji, but ramped up to an extreme almost. Hey, man, he was that brawler. I liked him. It's like, hey, man, I could take up my sword and fight you. But nah, I'll kick you in the face But instead. I'll kick you in the face. But yeah, yeah you, you, you established that when they... Ichigo and his his ragtag crew go to Soul Society to try and retrieve Rukia before plot happens. Yoruichi is essentially guiding them through, but why? Because she knows what's going on. Like she knows she knows the thing that everybody else doesn't know. She has that info. And Soifon was her designated pupil slash bodyguard. They they established that the the fun family essentially were there they only exist to protect Yoroichi and Huklan. That's why you're wrong. They only exist to worship the ground the the Sihoin fam, um, family walks on. If they spit on the ground, that's holy spit. Yes, you, that sounds extreme, but it is it is kind of like that. Essentially, this family is like, uh, we live to protect them. And n- no, that's it. 
But that's it. Okay. Let's do it. And Soy Fawn kind of took that to to the extreme. Like, I'll to, protect you so well. I love you from to, yourself. To to the point where she she ended up falling in love with Yoruichi, or at least that's what it, that was what was implied. It was heavily implied. Even though. Again, not questioning the semantics of Bleach with age, and these people are supposed to be dead, but I'm sure that there was, like, a significant age gap between Yoroichi and Soifon. Only a like, couple hundred like years? Like, Soifon was a child, and Yoroichi was... Was a teenager. Yeah, either a teenager or a young teenager. adult, so... Listen, they're only years apart by a few couple hundred years. And then years. it's like, how does that work? Like, if you're a couple hundred years old, how do you... How do you, where, like, do you, do you become, do you come into your teenage body when you're like 75? Like, I, I don't understand. Okay, you also <laughs> have to realize this. They are souls that are aging. Let's move on. Uh, fair, fair. So, uh, Soifan loved the ground that Yoroichi walked on. And Yoroichi, in turn, trained Soifan with all of her techniques and all of her skills and Everything that she knows, she taught the Siphon. They had that relationship. They had that mentor, student, slash implied love interest relationship. And then Yoroichi ended up leaving Soul Society, and Siphon hated her ever since. But not really. It's like, hey man, I hate you. Why'd you leave me? Take me with you. <laughs> yep, basically. It's like, I will give you all of the vengeance in my tiny five foot three body, and I will try to kill you. And then Yoroichi wins, and it's like, why didn't you just take me with you? It's like, oh, hey. it's like, oh, oh, oh. It's like, it's like, hey man, this. Like, hey, I came back for a fight. Uh, I wasn't really expecting this much. Can we? Can we just? Can we just punch each other in the face? Hey man, I just, I just came to show these guys the way in. Like, I, I uh, can we talk about this later? Yeah, let's talk about this later. They didn't talk about. They it didn't talk about it. Like, <laughs> like magically their relationship was mended after that. Yeah, it was like fixed and I'm like, uh you see you see crowd control, you see? This is what I'm talking about. Stop doing shit like this where you 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 have a backstory for these two characters and their relationship. Something like that, like hundreds of years of misguided hatred doesn't just fix itself. I mean, yes it does when you do it off screen. Like, do you know how many times Soifon stabbed Yoroichi about the body? A lot. Hey, man, like, she just wanted to touch her. She was covered in butterflies. She just wanted to touch her. Like, to the point where I feel like, you know, Soi, you probably could have stabbed her in the same spot twice already, but you just didn't. You didn't. Because you don't actually want to kill her. <laughs> hey, man, she just wanted to touch her. A lot. <laughs> so, this is... Collectively, this is what my problem has been with with Naruto and Bleach. Because they kind of have the same problems, in my opinion. You have these man-female leads who virtually do nothing but be a damsel in distress under the guise of being strong and having powers. But you take away their powers, and then what do you have left? A damsel in distress. Basically. You gotta marry Jane. Boy. And, and you got you got Sam Raimi's Mary Jane. <laughs> Boy. And then you have other characters who are who look way more interesting than 
these assholes who got the who got the front line but you don't get to know anything about them because I don't have the time to put in the effort behind these characters that I put in because they are just here for eye candy. I mean, pretty much. But I still stand by my notion of if you can remove something, anything at all, whether it be a character, a place, a scenario, a plot device, a MacGuffin, if you could take that away... And nothing changes. Why are they there? <laughs> and, and like like I said earlier, like sometimes you just need something to draw people in. Sometimes you need a plot device to move things along. And as opposed to just having a meteor falling out the sky, it's like, oh, this will really spice things up. Sometimes you gotta introduce some new people. You gotta you gotta introduce the problem. Like, listen to me. I have an underlying fear of One Piece, you know. You want to talk about you want to talk about fucking character overload? I just look at One Piece like every so often to see new character art, and it scares me. Who are these people? Like, who are you? Who are any of you? If Naruto and Bleach scares you, you will have nightmares looking at um at One Piece trying to um, follow all these characters. See, I know for myself, I don't do well with. Character overload. Uh, no, not character overload. Like, they're just, I just established that there are going to be characters I care about and characters that I don't care about. And the characters that most likely I'm going to care about are going to be the ones who get the shaft. But it's long running shows in general. Like, the reason One Piece is still going on the way that it is. Is because it's still Shonen Jump's top, like, top seller. Listen, Shonen, listen, I need you to understand something about um, One Piece. It does not have to end. As, as long as it's number one, it doesn't have to end. It doesn't matter. But this is what it I'm saying. It doesn't have to end. This is what I'm saying. No, you, you say that, but look at what happened to Bleach. Bleach was on the cover of Shonen Jump for the longest time. But then when the ratings for Bleach started to go down, long after... The creator wanted to end Bleach, for that matter. He was forced to end it. It's like, hey man, Bleach isn't doing as good as it used to. Wrap it up. But I still have a whole wrap it up. And it's like, what do you do at that point? Like, the, the show just gets thrown into the mud, essentially. Mm-hmm. That's they dried it through the mud. Oh, no, it's, it's got to live in the mud. Like, imagine that shit happening in One Piece. Like, something it just... Can't. It won't. Something just, like, takes One Piece from its number one spot, which Demon Slayer looks like it's kind of trying to do. Because Demon Slayer is getting up there. But you could imagine, like, the editors just telling the creator of One Piece, just, hey, you know, we got to finish this. How? <laughs> I need you to understand, One Piece never has to finish. Like, no matter what. Because the thing about it was, I noticed the thing about it, the whole beginning, I remember it, the whole yayo, yayo thing, with the whole the whole plot, the whole intro music was getting to the Grand Line. They took five years and two centuries just to get to the Grand Line. Then they make it to the Grand Line, only to find out it's a whole nother fucking world. Like, oh, no. 
But you might as well say so. Because <laughs> the thing about it is, it's like they've already made it to they already made it to thing because it's like, hey, we make it to the ground line, we'll find One Piece. We they have made found it, the MacGuffin. We know we made it to the ground line only to realize that the world we thought was here that's only one quarter of the map. But it took us so many years just to get to this one quarter. Yeah, we have found more MacGuffins. <laughs> that's pretty much it. It's that's basically what you just said. It to doesn't me. <laughs> need to finish. Like the last time I even remember looking at One Piece was. They was fighting cake people, and then I blink, and then they were in the samurai place, and I was like, no way, I can't look at One Piece anymore. Again. <laughs> no offense to anybody who likes One Piece. Hey, it's it, you do it, I can't do it anymore. Like, I like long-running um, manga, but I literally cannot do it with Bleach anymore. Sorry, not Bleach, One Piece. I, I can't do it. I really can't. Long-running things are bad for my anxiety, because, like, what if the writer dies? Then I'll never know how it ends. Like, at one point in time, I was up to date with, with One Piece as it was coming out. And then, like, I was like, I think somebody was uploading, like, two chapters at a time because a bunch of chapters were coming out all at once. And I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll just catch up. I miss one week. And I was already like, it's on a whole new segment. It's on a brand new arc. How the fuck do I catch up? Hey, guys, Space Pirates. What? What? The... It's going to get there. I, I promise you it's going to get there if it hasn't been there already. Because <laughs> they have been in the sky before. Oh, you know. And that's technically the space. Typical One Piece antics. Yeah. Hello, dear listeners. It is Ty from the future. Uh, this episode went on a little bit longer than anticipated. So we're just going to segment it into parts. And we shall be ending this episode right 